hello and a very warm welcome to episode 38 of the Sussex by the City podcast, a podcast about all things Hastings United. I'm your host Chris Laverick and on today's show I have the very great pleasure of the mighty youth centre-half Gary Elphick. We talk the ups and downs of being a footballer, his career and how much he's loving his time right now here at Hastings. Also on the show we have our very own Motti, Rice Eagle, joining us for his regular exclusive pre and post-match takes from women's team Supremo. Billy Wood. After an injury hit, Hastings travelled to Ashford. And lastly, we have a petrol crisis hit roundtable. But me and Robbie, I always give the ref a break. Clifford, do the honours, despite all the no-shows. Enjoy, Hastings fans. And now, over to Gary Elphick. Hello, Gary. Chris, how you doing, mate? Oh, man. Look, what is that coming over the hill? It is Gary Elphick. It's Gary Elphick. How are you, fella? You all right? Yeah, not too bad. All good. All good. Yeah, all good, mate. Yourself? Yeah, no, very good. Very good, sir. We are joined by the wonderful Gary Elphick, former Brighton, Eastbourne Borough, St Albans, Aldershot Town, Haven't and Waterlooville, Eastleigh, Tombridge Angels, Lewis Worthing and Burgess Hill player. Yeah, amazing. I'm still alive after that club. Yeah. Amount of clubs, isn't it? Crikey. Yeah. Put a few miles in there. What was it? First of all, start cracking off with your beginning of your career. Yeah. What what was it like going through that Brighton system? And, Incredible. You know... mm, very good. Um, we was backs to the walls as a club at that time with Dean. Um, hardly had any facilities, really. And considering we had, I think it was a couple of promotions when I was at the club, going sort of back and forth from League One to the Championship. Um, an incredible achievement. Um but what it, it was all about the dressing room. It was um, proper old school um, guys um, that were just devoted themselves to their career. Um, none of them really that special, but just hot, real hard grafters. And um, straight away, he was brought up on um, on on great work ethic and, and, and camaraderie. And um, no, it was, it was a joy to be involved with. And um, yeah, it, you couldn't have had a better education going into football, basically. Yeah, because you were there, and it was it around the same time as your brother. Yeah, so uh, yeah, it, 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 Tommy was so Tommy's a couple of years younger than me. Mm. Um, I managed to just start. I think I was on the bench sort of twenty odd times for Brighton in the Champ, and then um, Tommy had a really him and Joel Lynch went to Bognor Regis on loan, mm. um, and they they were sort of like in the playoffs, and they they were two sort of seventeen year olds playing at centre half, so. I knew they were coming up through the system as well, but um, hopefully, I think Tommy, I helped him settle in, and he, he sort of saw what what was needed just to to get a pro contract. And um, you know, he, he's gone and had a fantastic career. Can you remember your de- debut, for your league debut for the Seagulls? Yeah, it was um, it, it was dreadful to be honest with you, Chris. Um, I'm sorry, played, mate. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I didn't know it, no. so I'll just ask. Yeah, I've got. I've got. So sorry, I got, for my debut, I come on as a as a striker in the last ten minutes against Sheffield United. Oh, okay. Um, and then for my full playing debut from the start, I played against Reading. Unfortunately, I was I was sent off after sixty five minutes. Um, okay. So I had two yellow cards. And then was that, it harsh? Was it harsh? Yeah, I got, I got booked within. It must have been, non, and this is no word of a lie, within five seconds of kickoff. Um, <laughs> I had a tussle with Kevin Doyle, shoulder to shoulder, and believe it or not, the ref Kevin was from St Albans, oh, and he what? booked me on five seconds in my debut. And then I'll be honest with you, 
I knew I was um, on a tightrope because yeah. they had they they well they still hold the record now, Reading, for the amount of championship points ever ever received on, on promotion. So I knew, you know, straight away I was up against it, and um, mm. yeah, never played again. Um, bit depressed after that, and it could have, um, yeah, it was bad. Yeah, really bad, mm. to be honest with you. But it, it also makes makes a man out of you when you, you come through adversity like that, and you. You, you're more. Um, I always think you're a more rounded human being when you've gone through stuff like that. So mm. um, you're coming out the other side. You know, you, you, you've done well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I remember because I, I used to go up to the with Dean. Like I work at, a, I used to work at Eastbourne Hospital, and we'd take people up to the with Dean all the time. Yeah, I mean that's just it's that was uh, that was a place that was. But uh, I mean, if, what were the facilities like there? Because I mean, it it was it what was, it was. Yeah, no, it was. Um, it, it was proper tin pot. It, it, mm. it was. You was getting changed in porter cabins uh, that were erected n- newly every season just so you could play going around the, uh, an athletics track. Um, but also, I, I do think, looking back on it, that's why we had the success we did because I remember like we had like Wolves coming down with Paul Inch, Jolie and Lescott and people like that. And mm. uh, I remember, well, remember my brother beating Man City there in the, in the Carabao Cup. And it was just not a lot of teams like coming down there. Uh, no. And um, especially, as I say, with our, you know, the grittiness of the squad we had, we always thought we could be a game for anyone, actually. Mm. It, was, it, it sort of worked to our advantage. Yeah. I mean, look, funny enough, the last time I went to the with Dean, uh, old Dishy Des, Dishy Des and Alan Kerbishley were there. With oh. just, well, as I was going through the turnstile, I'm like, hang on, what's getting this? All, all, yeah. all, all the, the top people. But um, tons of scouts were there. At the time, I mean, I don't, I don't you know. Anyway, yeah, well, I think it would because to be honest, like you look um, the youth system, the amount of mm. players it churned out at that time, I could understand why there was there was we had so many good youngsters coming through, and um, you know, a lot of them went on and done the business, and you can mm. see why there were a lot of scouts there having a look at players. Obviously, Dishy Dez wasn't a scout; he was just Dishy Dez. But, um, <laughs> who, was the, who was the other fella? There was Kerbishley. Who was the other fella that was a, a Charlton used manager? He um, used to have the... He weren't his big assistant. Uh, man, uh, he had an assistant. He used to be a goalkeeper. Marvin Day? Or yeah, Ma- like I remember Marvin yeah. Day used to be the Villa he's, goalie. Yeah, he used to knock yeah. around with him quite a bit and go to all the games with Kerb. So, um, yeah. yeah, I used to yeah, see him quite a bit, actually, yeah. Yeah, I'm going off topic there. Why do you think Kerbishley never went back into... Because he didn't really go back into management, did he? Strange, isn't it? Yeah. He's strange. He's, he's just a... It's, it's football, isn't it? As soon as you 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 are you are a piece of meat. You are you for, you you can be forgotten within weeks in yeah. football, and it's the only sport like it. It's, it's strange. It's oh, sorry, mate. Anyway, you, you're not a piece of meat, Gary. No. Yeah, of it, mate. I'm sure you'd give a slap to anyone that said you're a piece of meat. But I mean, talking about all the uh, ex players and that. I mean, any of that from that that Brighton lot that you keep in contact with. Um, who would I keep in touch with? Uh, yeah, to be honest with you, like Dean Hammond, he, he, I would sort of speak to him a few times a year. Um, I used to be very pally with Adam Alab um, when we was growing up through the youth system because we went to the same school, so we was close buddies at the time. Um, obviously, my brother I speak to every day. Um, so, yeah, there's Adam Inchwood, uh, you know, I was originally signed for him down at Worthing. Mm. Um and, you know, if I ever saw Inch, I'd, I'd have a chat with Inch. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's, there's a few. Not, I wouldn't say I'm absolutely like bosom buddies with any of them, but, you know, I could always um, have a chat with any of them, really. All good guys. So, you, so obviously, you left Brighton. You were looking yeah. for regular first-team football. 
<laughs> you went through, you went on loan, uh, Eastbourne Borough, uh, Aldershot, and and you eventually ended up at St. Albans. St. Albans. Yeah. Yes. And, I, that... and you went pr- straight on to becoming a player of the season. You were a yeah. player of the season. Yeah. I mean, that was, they were in the National League. Were they National yeah, League? Yeah, we, 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 um, so when I got released from Brighton, um, so I, I, I originally went. Uh, for, I think it's for 18 odd games at St Albans when I was at Brighton as like a work experience loan and we were bottom of the league we were 10 points adrift we ended up getting on the verge of the playoffs and uh, the right. manager there was a guy called Colin Lippiat who's he's unfortunately not around anymore but um, he, he was like an angel sent from above for me because I was I was on the floor and uh, this this guy had so much uh, belief in me um, got me playing again um, and then we got promoted uh, from the conference itself in my first season there. And then um, we, w- we went and played in the conference national. And um, we, we would have actually stayed up that year, but Colin fell very ill with diabetes and he, had, he actually stopped managing us in the, in the conference. And uh, our form took a real blip. Um, but when I look back on it, he was, he was incredible. He always put an arm around me and sort of said like, you'll always be my number five at the time. And it, it was just incredible to have that support at that difficult time and um, he'll, ever, he'll forever will always be sort of, uh, I'll be f- thankful for what he done for me. Yeah, he was a good guy. Good it's amazing guy. those, isn't it? Those characters, isn't it? That can, yeah. can either bring you down or they bring you up, don't they? I mean, it's, yeah. it's like in any walk of life, I just, mm. I just think you need the rub of the green, a bit of luck and someone to believe in you. And, yeah. um, you know, that's hopefully what, you know, I try to do that with the Aston's boys, you know, especially the younger lads, you know, try and direct them the right way because I know when when I was that age, you're very um you're very uptight, you're worried about what people are saying or thinking and mm. it's a, it's paranoia sometimes. You worry, especially in football as well, as I say, it can be a cruel sport and uh, I think you can never have too many good guys in, in football. Yeah. Definitely. Well I've, I've from everyone that I've ever spoke to on this podcast, they've always said the best things about you. They've also said like they, they can't say it. They can't say the things you know that, your, your your team talks and all that that you know yeah. just, this, I just they just I, yeah I, I I do like I am a, I'm a, I do like to get pumped up in the, amongst things but then I suppose off the pitch I'm, I'm also I, I want to be sort of in the back I don't really want bragging rights or anything mm. like that especially in my I'm more than happy for people to sort of uh, lead the bandwagon but when it comes into the four walls of a dressing room and a pitch then um, yeah it's just, it's just my nature I'm I'm fully pumped <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> we got here. We got, you then moved on to Haven't Waterloo, Blueville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I'm just when I'm checking this, it was uh, you, obviously they went on that 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 cup run, didn't they? When they went to yeah. Liverpool, but you unfortunately you were cup tied. Yeah, yeah. Probably one of the biggest regrets ever. I was. I started the season at St Albans, um, but to be honest, with you, I was travelling from Brighton, and the travelling was getting horrendous, and uh, I was getting a few sort of hamstring niggles at the time. So I thought, I've got, I've got to try and get a little bit more local. Mm. Went to Avon, played every league game, but unfortunately I played for St Albans in the FA Cup and uh, that ruled me out. But it was incredible to be around. And actually the following year, we went. We, we ended up being on ITV. We played Brentford. Uh, we mm. beat Crawley on the way and that sort of made up for it a little bit. Not not as huge as playing Liverpool because well, I remember we went 2-1 up and I was in the dugout and they... Um, they bought Gerard and Carragher on. They was worried, <laughs> you know, over in Waterlooville, <laughs> which when you look, it's, it's unheard of, you know. And at that time as well, the FA Cup, not, not many big teams were playing weak and sides. And they sort of used yeah. to go for it a little bit. So um, 
yeah, they had some big stars playing, Alonso, Crouch and people like that. And uh, to be 2-1 up at Anfield, is, um, it was just pinch yourself. You know, you couldn't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> that's. I mean, that is the one shame about the FA Cup. I mean, it's, it's a joy at the, obviously, our, uh, you know, non-league level, the, the run-up to the bigger games. But like yeah. you see, you see some of these top sides. They don't, they don't, they don't put a side out, do they? And it's uh, nah. a real shame some, for someone yeah, that's older. I re- I remember when people put out proper teams. So yeah, usually you know, I remember being young and the FA Cup. Some would come round. It used to be a massive day. Yeah. And I don't know. Sometimes I always think maybe if they put like a, a Champions League qualification on it, if you know, absolutely, that might turn the um, the screw a little bit. But. You know, I'm not part of the FA, so from there it was hang on, right, right. From there it was Eastbourne, Eastleigh, Tunbridge, and Lewis. What yeah. was what was the level of football like at that time? What I would say is actually it was really transitional, right? And that's mm. that's a big word for me, but yeah, it actually <laughs> went from I remember when I was 18 to 25, something like that. You you used to get a big number nine. And they would, the elbows would be out, mm. bang, straight across the face. And they'd look at you and think, well, you're either going to stand up and be a man or I'm going to bully you for 90 mm. minutes. And that's the actually, when I got to sort of 26, 27, it, you, you didn't have the big target man up front anymore. You started getting teams playing out from the back a little bit and, and two whippets up front that want to run, run you behind all the time. So, mm. yeah, I, 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 yeah, I've seen a massive change in football from when I first started out to now. It's, it's crazy. Um, yeah, two mean like big lumps, like like Pete Heritage, you know, he's, uh, lumps <laughs> yeah. Like that, yeah, yeah. Well, I remember like Newport away, I think I, I broke my nose twice in one game Ooh. against a striker called Julian Allsop. Oh, yeah, and yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He was like six foot six, and I remember at one point at Newport, they've got a shot, uh, shot put net behind the goal, and I think I was in that trying to win an header against him. But, um, <laughs> do you know what? I actually really miss them days of football, you know. Right. I, I, I love it now, even if the ball goes in the air, I'll, I'll go 100 miles an hour to try and win it. But um, I do miss having that physical tussle because uh, it's, it's definitely gone out of the game a lot. Oh, yes. I, I always remember, well, because I was originally, like, I was born right near QPR. So like, West London used to go QPR. So in the 80s, late 80s, I used to go watch QPR home and away. And we went up to Man U. Mark Hughes was yeah. the forward, right? He broke yeah. Alan McDonald's nose. Right, and got away with it, the git. Right, and then he yeah. and then he broke Mark Falco's nose, and you think <laughs> the size of that nose, it's like my one. Yeah. How yeah, have you yeah. done that as well, Evie's? Yeah, and he no, got away he's... with it, a cheeky Welsh yeah. git. But um, no, top I'm... top four, top forward, he was. But yeah, he was. Yeah, strong as an ox. Yeah. So you know, obviously, I bet you've been to some remote grounds because I mean, I've been to Aldershot, and that is a yeah. well, that's a bit desolate. That is, as I yeah. remember it, anyway. Yeah, no, I, I was staying up there for a few months, and obviously, well, I just got released from Brighton. It was quite a depressing time, but it's all army barracks up there. And to be fair, the support was frightening. I remember behind in the bit in the big stand behind the gold air, they would uh, they would really get behind you. And actually, when I look back on it now, it was a little bit of a regret how it went at all the shot. Um, I, I didn't play my best football just because I wanted the ground to suck me up. Really, I, I didn't even want to be on a football pitch. But uh, proud to have played for them and. Um, yeah, it's a it's a big club, um, but yeah, played at so like played at Luton away in the in the conference and, and and clubs like that, which are all massive games. I remember being at Eastbourne Borough part time, yeah, and we had a police escort up there. You know, you go from doing a plum a bit of plumbing on the Friday to having a police escort to to a Luton game. You know, it's uh, it's a crazy oh, yeah. 
I remember we I used to bunk in there, Luton, when um because they had a plastic. I don't know how old are you, yeah. Gary? No, I met. It's funny my because my son plays um alongside Steve, you know Steve Foster, the centre half. Oh blimey, yeah, Jesus, the so old headband. Yeah. yeah, he's got two twins now. We were in my boys' team, and yeah. uh, we talked, and he was he was talking actually, funnily enough, about the plastic pitch at Luton. So yeah, yeah, because. Yeah, we, 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 there was a, there was a stadium ban, you know, like no, no, it was a home fans only. So we right. bunked in, we bunked in as, as QPR fans. Um, it's funny, <laughs> like half the ground jumped up, but yeah, it is, it is a bit tasty at Luton, uh, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know, no, it's been yeah, a few we good grounds, Wrexham and teams like that. So no, it's, it's, it's been all right. I've played some, some nice Yeah, so games. I mean, what, what is your, fa- so what, what's your favourite and what's your most, like, you've always had a shocker at? Cool. Favourite ground. Um, the, 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 the favourite ground would be... Uh, I, I used to like playing at Cambridge United. That was a good ground. Oh, right. I used to get a bit rowdy there, especially around Christmas time at St Albans, because they like local fixture. That was good. Yeah. Um, to be fair, Luton, Lut Wrexham, they, they were all lovely grounds. And then probably Madejski would be... the That, that still sends shudders down my spine, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And the pilot field's got to be the best one, though. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't forget that, yeah, mate. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, talking of the pilot field, but just quickly, um, Wayne asked me to ask you, you need to get your brother over to the yeah. pilot field, all right? That's what he says. <laughs> yeah, he'll, cut, he'll come. He's, um, so he's helped me manage the Bournemouth Under-23s yeah. now. So he's gone down there. But to be honest with you, you know, I, I said to Tommy, he might want to have a little look because we've got some lovely youngsters coming through at the moment. Absolutely. Um, and I, I think he's such a good grounding for any youngster coming through at Hastings with, uh, when they're full-time and with the management we've got. Um, I think they've just got the balance lovely at the moment to bring youngsters through. So it's, uh, I think it's, hopefully it's an exciting sort of next 10 years for Hastings. I really see it taking off. Right, so we're going to Worthing now, right? At Worthing, yeah. while playing, you started managing. Right, so yeah. how did that come about? It, to, so I was 29 at the time, but I originally, I that um, I was on holiday, had a phone call from Adam Intrawood uh, to say, come down to Worthing, captain the team, mm. try and get a, a, a bit of enjoyment back. So I think I had, a, I had a terrible couple of years. I, I didn't really get on well at Tonbridge Angels. Mm. And Lewis, so I had a bad wrist injury. It kept me out for half the season. And it was a bit of, it was a little bit political at Lewis with what yeah. was going on. So I wanted a clean start, went to Worthing, and then within two weeks of signing for him, Adam got a job at Brighton. Yeah. He left the club and um, the chairman rang me up uh, and, and the vice chairman and said, well, could you manage it? Um, which at the time, I, I was always a bit worried because I was only 29. So I, I, literally, I'm really thinking I'm coming to sort of the pinnacle of my career. And, yeah. and it's a young, yeah, I've run a plumbing company. I had my first son then. Uh, and it, it, was, it was a lot to take on, but incredible experience. We got promoted in the first year through the, via the playoffs. Then we had another good season the following year in the Ryan Prem. And then um, I ended up, because I, I was doing it as a joint manager role with a, a guy called John Meaney. Uh, but the joint manager doesn't really work and mm. um, we ended up going separate ways I stayed at work and he departed but um, we <laughs> talking about luck again and hitting the things at the right time we had to ground share with Bogner for the first six games 
because our home pitch had to, it, it was illegal basically, the 3G. Yeah. And I bought a couple of players in from London because we had lost some real good players to transfer fees. Um, and unfortunately, we, we lost six in a row. And uh, <laughs> yeah, that was it. And yeah. you, you go from 29 year old getting you promoted to first year and to sort of 31, 32, thinking, oh, this ain't going too well. And yeah, almost looking at retiring from football really after that. You know, oh, really? It, oh, right. Yeah. Didn't realise that. Yeah, it took its toll on me really because, you know, Nagy, I tell you, when you speak to him, it, to, be, to even manage at this level now, it's, it's a full time job. And mm. I was completely burnt out because I was still trying to play because we were struggling on the pitch. And uh, basically, sometimes less is more. You, you try yeah. too hard and, and then you you're spinning too many plates. Spinning yeah. too many plates, yeah. Yeah, so um, it's, it's a great, it was a great experience. One that um, I'll have always forever fond memories of. And obviously, you've met Lloyd Dawes, Popey there. Well, that's what I was going yeah. to say. As, yeah, like, how, so... how did you control them in the dressing room then? <laughs> yeah, Gary, sure, was, yeah was, <laughs> to be honest, you, you could tell both of them, and that's why I've recommended them to, to Aggie, both of them. They, they had frightening ability. And um, I was, I'm always, I suppose, even in the car, I'm a father figure a little bit to them both, mm. <laughs> trying to keep on the straight and narrow and <laughs> teach them about life and that. Bit, a bit more difficult with Dorsey than Popey, but um, <laughs> but they're, they're they're fantastic, and I know also what they had in the dressing room as well. They're they're they're, they're to they fight your corner, and uh, I, hopefully, I think uh, if Dorsey can stay fit, he's going to be fighting. And and Popey, what I was saying about missing a ruck with a with a striker, that when I look at Popey, and I know I've got to clip a ball into a channel, and that I know he's going to be running every day of the week, and. Yeah. He's going to be smashing into centre halves, and he's just a he's just a throwback. I love him. Yeah, I, I, I do. Yeah, yeah, no, top, top, top man. He's a top man. The uh, so how is Lloyd? Is he is he got a knock again? He looked like he had a knock. Um, I'll be no. So he he he, he was sweet. cramping up, and then he felt. He, he's, I suppose he gets a little bit paranoid. Bless him about these injuries because yeah. he had, he's had a couple of so bad many. years. But I spoke to him yesterday, and it, it sounds like it, it was just cramp that went up into his hamstring. So mm. he'd shift. I would think he'd be training Wednesday again and then going and building on that. But, nice you know, the, I think the target for Lloyd now is if he can sort of hit five, then 10 games in a row, uh, it, it, you know, he'll definitely be the best attacking player you've seen in the league by a long shot. Yeah, no, it's, it, it was little bits of it where, when he come on second half against Ramsgate, you know, yeah. just, he, that ain't 10 and it's just... Well, he's, just, yeah. he's so unpredictable. Do you know what I mean? Like, in terms of, they, yeah. they don't know what he's going to do. The defenders don't know what he's going to do, and he's just running no. at them. At any level, if you've got a player that can glide past players like he does, mm. it, it, you can play any shape you want. But they're the sort of players that you're looking for to to get your goals and assists. And um, he, he's he's special. Like, I remember that there was a ball he plucked out the sky on Saturday, and I'm looking at him just thinking, "How has he done that?" You know, mm. I would have. Uh, I would have wrapped my leg around my, my neck and broke my neck, you know. But he's uh, he's he's just he's class. He, he you know he, he is a class act, definitely. Right, when we're getting back to you, mate. Getting back to you. So, right. So we already know why why you left Worthing. So you yeah. you went to Burgess Hill. Uh, do you want to talk any a bit funny about your time at Burgess Hill? Should we? Yeah, Burgess Hill was. Um, it was a strange one, to be honest with you. It was a little bit of an old pals act where I knew Ian Chapman from when he coached my brother back in the day at Brighton and that. And he's he's a great guy. He's a solid, solid guy. And unfortunately, what just football goes in cycles sometimes. And um, it, it, it was one of the worst dressing rooms I've ever been in. 
for um, character, uh, for who wants to battle with you and that. And um, yeah. unfortunately, we had too too many bad eggs in the dressing room, and it it, it, it things off the pitch weren't going great at Burgess Hill either. It, it's it's um, even now when you look at them, you know, I, I respect them because they they run correctly. They'll never be in debt or anything like that. Um, but it just needs uh, it needs a little bit of a spark, and yeah. hopefully Jay, you know, Joe Love it bring that in in time there. Um, but it needs it needed a, like a clean sweep, and and because Chap was what he done there, it was incredible to get him to Ryman Premier, mm. um, and it, you know that should never be overlooked either. But it was just uh, it's just timing sometimes in football, and unfortunately, I come it was the right manager, probably the right club at, at that time for me. But uh, unfortunately, it was it was a terrible dressing room and. It's weird, actually. I found that a lot. Whenever I've played close to home in Brighton, they're very, we're very flaky with the players down this way, very fluffy, and um, that's what I love about Hastings. Because for I was going to say, reason, Aggie ain't fluffy, is he? Don't tell no, me that. We've no, been that. Brown, just quite like training the, the, the first few weeks and that, and. Um, as I say, I said earlier on, you know, the balance is there. They want to produce footballers, but they want to produce human beings as well that uh, proper roll your sleeves up and get mm. behind you. And that's that's what I like about Hastings. When I, when the war cry goes out, they're, they're, they're 110% behind you to follow you in the trenches. And uh, that's something that gives me the biggest buzz ever. You know, if, if you've got a, a group of 11 men coming out on the pitch or, or going in the same direction, that's the best feeling in the world. And that's one as I get towards the end of my career, that's 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 going to be the biggest thing I'll, I'll miss. You know, it's, it'll be it'll be gutting that day when I've got to hang up the boots because that's that's the thing that gives me the most joy. You ain't done yet, are you? Well, come on. We've got promotion to get first, mate. That's yeah, no, that, that's 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 my <laughs> key. That's 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 tunnel vision on that with Hastings because. Um, you know, I, I just hope all the hard work pays off. It will, it will. You know, hard work does pay off, and it, and it will. I'm sure it will. Well, yeah. Just getting back to the, the beginnings of Hastings. So, did you know Aggie before you come? So, yeah, Aggie, come Aggie tried to sign me when I got when I got uh, released uh, when I when I walked from Worthing. Sorry, um, I had a conversation with Aggie. I had, at the time I had Horsham, Aggie at Hastings, and I had Burgess Hill, and Burgess Hill was. The reason why I went there was because Chapman said to me eventually he might move upstairs to be yeah. um, in the board of directors and that I would probably be given the manager's job there, mm. um, which, you know, I, I got overlooked completely even when it come up for grabs. But and, and now when I look back, I wasn't ready anyway. Yeah. You know, things happen for a reason. And uh, that's one thing I've loved about Hastings is that every time I train, I learn off the best. It was Aggie. He is... He's the best non-league manager I've worked with. English Jose, mind. mate. In my eyes, mate. English Jose. Yeah, he, he, he is. He is. He's. Um, <laughs> I, I just. He's a deep thinker in that, and um, I do, uh, every day's an education walking into Hastings, and that's that's one thing I, I get a, a big buzz about as well. So it's um, it's it's been a blessing for me to walk in at Hastings, and uh, I'll tell you what. Now as well, think about it, if I never played for this club as well. Yeah, I would have been absolutely gutted, you know, because now after playing for Hastings and that, I do realise what a massive club it is in non-league, and um, I've, I've loved every minute of it. I'm not going to lie, and like the record, you know, I've had since I've been down here as well. I think, I think I've only been defeated in four games out of almost sixty, which 
it's unheard of, really. The easy mm. it's, 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 I'm really lucky to have um, done that and uh, to do it with some great fellas as well. Yeah, well, just getting back there. Just, uh, I mean, how did he? How did he sell the club to you? Did... I, um, he, he sort of said, "This is what we're looking to do." Bloody blah on a text message, which, to be honest with you, you can't gather much information. And I, I said, "This, you know, we'll meet for a coffee." Yeah, and he said, "Right, brilliant." And him and Brownie come down, and within. 10 minutes, I knew this is the club for me. Mm. I just knew I was talking to educated people about the game that uh, devote a lot of their, their time to it. Got a vision, uh, got a direction about where they want to take the club. And um, that, to be honest, that's, that's what I wanted. And that was the only way I was going to get back playing because I was just sick and tired of playing for, not for, not, well, not for people, but, I needed something that really just tickled my taste buds a little bit and, and got me to my eyes to, to the, actually this is another way you can go with football and this is how we do it here and yeah and that's that's what Aggie and Brownie done for me and um, yeah I knew knew within sort of minutes that that, that yeah I'd definitely be signing for Hastings. All right, and so this season, Gary, right? Yeah. What's, that, what's happening? What's happening, mate? Where are we finishing? <clears throat> oh, we're top. We're top. Yeah, we're top. We're top. Top it's man. The, it's um. Every year I've seen a different sort of style at Hastings. So when I first come, we were still very youthful, a little bit naive. Um, and then the second season I had was purely um, possession-based. Um, could actually get a little bit tedious, actually, for uh, especially our opponents because they were just chasing the ball. Yeah. Um, but we, we produced some great youngsters through it. But this year, I just think that it's the first year where we've got um, individuals that we, we could be playing poorly but we could turn a game on their head because we've got the individuals to cause real damage a bit, bit like Burgess Hill away where it was 50-50 for a long time and yeah. then Dave Martin Hassler Popey they link and in, within three seconds they're 2-0 they're down and that's the first time I've had that feeling with this Hastings team that we can do stuff like that yeah. um, so or a certain centre half uh, pops a few goals in as well where it helps. Yeah, yeah, same. <laughs> hey? I think they're number eight for that. It was brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that didn't go well, did it? No, no. It no, fun. it was... Um, and I was close to coming off, actually. Obviously, I've, I've got tendonitis of my um, with, uh, my oh, really? Achilles at the moment. Um, so, first 10, 15 minutes, I'm playing in a lot of agony. Um, yeah. But once it gets going... Um, I said to Ace, you might want to get me off here because I was in absolute pain. But as soon as the number eight... Um, yeah. Put that into my face, Ags knew he, he, um, he, 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 he yeah, it's the young Hello, mate. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. yeah, so he, he knew to keep me on, yeah, and uh, thankfully it all worked out. But it, that's what I say about timing and being at the right place at the right time with certain clubs. Like, it's just, just never in my life, of, you know, would I have been able to do any other team other than Hastings. It seems like, you know, to, to, to be 2 1 down within five minutes and then come up and score the double is, um, it's just, just Hastings seems a very lucky club for me for some reason. So. Long may that continue. Well, look, listen, thanks for this. Oh, hello. Right, well, thanks for this, Gary. No uh, you're just, I mean, is there any message you want to give out to the Hastings fans? Well, it's, it's just more, more of the same, really. It's, um, I'll, I'll play on fear a little bit. I'm always worried. I always play a bit of nerves in my belly because I don't want to underperform. And, uh, I'll put it in under ten, and, and I, I just want to get get the job done, get us over the line, and uh, hopefully they they stay stuck behind us because uh, when they're behind us, especially at home, it's, it's serious. Yeah, serious. Well. 
thank you very much for this, Gary. And um, you take it easy, all right, fella? Top man, been good talking to you, Chris. It's time for that two-man power trip again. It's Rice Eagle talking to you's women's boss, Billywood. So it is pre-match before the U's League match away at Ashford United. And as usual, I am here with Billy Wood. So, Billy, Ashford second in the table. Is it a big clash for the end of the season already, do you think? It's a big clash. Goal remains the same, still to win the game of football. They don't change. They don't change at all. I think um, we know what the challenge is today. I'm looking forward to Kira getting her first start. Um, new signing from Canterbury City. Um, in place of Blair, we'll see how she gets on today. Um, I think for me, it's just it's just about treating it like we treat everything else. Like we want to win games of football. It's just it, it's, it's undeniable if we win games of football that we will finish top of the league. We just got to carry on going, right? And I think today is another big test for us. And I'd rather that than boring ten nil wins, really. Well, you stole my question about Kira by talking about her there. So, yeah. I mean. It's a, it might be a trivial question, but the turf, to those listening, we're playing on AstroTurf today. And in comparison to playing on what was a rock-hard surface last week, yeah. do you think that affects your preparations or affects how the players set up today? Um, it's a big pitch. I think they probably think, oh, you know, we play on 3G, we're, we're a bit more used to it. But I think from our end, the big advantage now today is that it's a big pitch. And we know that a big pitch, we love a big pitch. So let's just, let's not worry about the surface. Let's just worry about keeping the ball and doing our thing and making sure that we we do everything we can to win the game. Some familiar faces in the Ashford lineup. Has there been a case of just making sure the players remain focused and don't let any friendships get in the way of a victory today? Not really. I think difference from this team to the team we had, um, the majority of the team we had last year, I should say. Was, is the professionalism? These girls are, are footballers. These girls are girls are players that want to get us up and out of the London Southeast League. They don't care about friendships. All they care about right now is three points. If they cared about friendships, then they wouldn't be in our squad. It's as simple as that. They're here to win. We can smile and say hello at the end, but for ninety minutes, it's three points for us or um, or back to the drawing board. And as you know, Ryan aggressively optimistic person so I look at today's game and go right let's give them a game thank you very much Billy Wood it is post-match after Hastings United women's 1-1 draw away at Ashford and of course I'm here with Billy Wood to discuss it so Billy bear in mind you were missing your first two choice goalkeepers and Sean Heather how do you think the team coped today and how proud of them are you um, I think we did really well in the sense that we were missing some key players today doesn't help when you're missing both both your keepers and have to draft someone in, you know, Friday to play on Sunday. Um, and thank you to Kira for doing that job for us. Like, she's in for one game, you know, did well, uh, leads the club without losing a game of football. So she did she did fantastic. Um, so thank you again to her. But to the others, really, it, we just have to dig in a little bit. We have a way of playing that we can really do today with the. With the the players missing. You mentioned Sean obviously not being well, which killed us from, from the start. And then a couple of minutes in, Mia gets injured as well and everything changes really. You lose your, your strike one of your strikers and then you you know you send a midfielder who kind of runs the game for you and then you look at it and go, right, that's the whole spine of the team pretty much lost in a space of space of seven days. Uh, so yeah, to get a point, great. Don't get me wrong, I think we were hanging on at the end. But whilst we were hanging on, and, and I wanted us to obviously get you know, get to that, that final whistle, 
with our undefeated streak still intact. I still, if you look away how they how they felt how they felt after that game, they were they were really 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 happy with the point against us. So I think that just says a lot about Hastings United, really. If you can talk about what it says about Hastings United. What do you think that result means to the players? The confidence boost that will give that, although they're missing arguably one of the best players, missing the first goal choice goalkeepers. Yeah. What do you think that's going to do to squad morale to show that despite that they're able to get good results? I think Ashford actually physically probably one of the best teams in the league. For us to get a point there, missing the players that are missing is great. So yeah, over the moon with that, and I think the squad will be too. And so, final question. So it is FA Cup weekend next weekend. Yeah. So. Does your mentality change going into a league game or going into a cup game? No, not at all. You go to win. We went there to win today. We were caught on the break, went 1-0 down, pulled it back to 1-0. And we still tried to go and win that game. Like we, like we, like we will again next weekend. We'll go away to Island Borough. It'll be something different. And we'll go and you know, look to win that game. and trying to progress further in this FA Cup. I think we could go quite far in it as long as the, the draw falls right in the third qualifying round. There's no reason why we can't be in the first round proper, which would be fantastic for the club. Thank you very much, Billy Wood. And now over to the fan round table. Big thanks to Robbie, who, unlike Ashford, didn't bottle it for making it happen. <laughs> I'm joined. I'm joined by Robbie. No, no petrol has affected Robbie. All the other lightweights haven't made it. The Sir Robbie has made it through all the petrol pumps and he's made it. Thank you for coming along, Sir Robbie. Yeah, it's no problem at all. I'm, I'm like Ashford George, you know, I, I, I'm committed. <laughs> First of all, I'd like to say another thank you for Robbie. Uh, the Hastings Independent contacted me and Robbie has helped with an article that will be coming out uh, this week. Yeah, went the, towards the end of this week. So uh, uh, it's got a massive input from Robbie and... Q, who's wrote that, well, wanted to give uh, Robbie a good shout out there because obviously, you know, Robbie's going places. Right. It, it, was just a, it was just a love letter to Jack Dixon in the end. I ended up praising Jack Dixon more than anything. So that's what that was. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you know, there's, you've got some competition with John Wills for love affairs with uh, Jack Dixon. <laughs> First of all, let's start. Right. We, we, we won't have too much here because of unfortunately uh, our game tonight being curtailed. But, uh, a beer right now at the football, it's outrageous. I know, terrible. But So let's talk about a wonderful FA Vars win. Uh, 3-0 against the might of AFC Dunstable. Where do we start with it? I mean, do we talk sending off first? or is there any, what, where, where do you want to go with it first, Robbie? Well, to be honest, I think the first half, there's not really much to talk about until the red card. It was quite a classic sunny days game where they came to take us penalties pretty much. So they didn't fret. We struggled to break him down. We had a couple of half chances, a couple of good half saves. I think um, Bill Quinn put it best in his match report when he said a barn-stopping run for Ollie Black, where he, be- if he suddenly became Maradona and took about 20 players, only to fall oh, the final have, hurdle of the would finish. Would that have been a goal? Would that have well, been we a would have been man. talking about it for years. Oh. But yeah, and so before that, it's quite the most entertaining thing before that was probably the, their keeper was actually getting involved in the banter yeah. and, and joining us yeah. some of our chance. We actually quite liked him. He was, yeah. he, he was a bit thrown too, all cracking. Then about 40 minutes in, give or take that mark, long ball over, Martin chases it, can't reach it, keeper safely collects it. Do you want one of those classic, oh, defender, strikers runs into the keeper, knocks him. Usually they, they, they both run off, game continues. For some reason, well, I find out reason after the game, the keeper had a couple of other things on his mind, but of personal life, that's beside the point. Um, he, okay. he, he, he took exception to that, so he grabbed Martin with a scruff of his shirt around his neck, neck area. Obviously, um, 
a little bit of handbags, didn't go on for too long. Obviously, the Cole Warren were off, off, off straight away. Not all the Cole Warren. Not all the <laughs> Cole Warren, mate. Sending people off for that. Well, yeah. I'm well, it was more a joke than expectation. Like, yeah, yeah. And obviously, Martin gets booked for it, keeper gets sent off. And it's one of these. But by the letter of the law, technically, the referee is correct. But technically, he has raised his hand in an aggressive manner. It's a red card by the letter of the law. But I would disagree with it. I thought what it should have been was, all right, both, can we just calm down? Get on the game, yeah. will you? That's what I, I, if I was a ref, I would have done that. Yeah, but again, you, did, you did say that at the time, though, Robbie, did you? No, I did actually. <laughs> I did actually. What? But, Are you sure? And after the record, I was going, oh, oh, after oh, the oh. And then after you said, well, cheerio, afterwards, I went, I want to send him off for that. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I remember that bit, but I don't remember yeah. it before. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, I was leaving the off, 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 off. You've got to send him, yeah. ref. You've got to, he's got to go. And then Dunn Sport tried yeah. to sneakily play with 11 players, which a ref. Yeah, what, what was that present. about? That was. I think I don't think it was deliberate. I think they were generally just so confused on which outfield player from the bench to put on, they forgot to take one off, and they thought you're the biggest, you go and go, and he immediately bit, and we we love that from the fans, and then no one told who anyone who was coming off. They were just sat around aimlessly, and frankly, Lionel was like, "Ref, ref, we make sure one of them go." So yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, they brought on. Uh... They brought on a, a sort of like a, a slightly chubby version of Darren Bent on, didn't they? Did, yeah. um, <laughs> he was. He was a big chap. He was massive. Bloody hell. I, I mean, I did feel he sorry. He for can't take the banter, though. He can't take the banter. He wasn't Immediately, banter. he had a bite at someone in the crowd. I was like, here yeah. we go. <laughs> well, it's Joe. Joe in the crowd doing his stuff, his uh, mental disintegration techniques. It works. It works. It, it certainly did. I mean, I, I personally, I, I know, it'd be all boring now. I thought the sending off were in the game. As a I can see you coming from. John, yeah, because after that, we knew we were going to win because so he, he tried his hardest at the player, but he's not a goalkeeper. So, you know, any decent shot were going in. Worst case scenario, went to penalty. We're definitely winning penalties. And with 10 men and how they were playing, they weren't going to break us down. So, yeah. pretty much, you knew, like, okay, we'd have to really fuck this up to lose this. Mm. Um, give, give him credit. Aggie didn't have a slip. We we both dominated, controlled, and didn't overexert ourselves because we were expecting to play tonight. Yeah. So Aggie had that in mind. That's why he took Martin Dawes off um, not, not long into the second half after the game was settled. But yeah, so the yeah. second half itself, as you say, yeah. Again, I thought it was a bit of a soft penalty. I actually didn't. I appealed for it, of course, because you know me. <laughs> I appeal for everything, and the ref always wrong to give it. I appealed for a penalty, jokingly, and the ref gave it. I even said, Joy, I don't know that was a penalty. <laughs> I thought it was one of those shoulder to soldier. soldier yeah, uh, I, it, I, it, I didn't see it to be honest. So I, I, I reckon we swayed the ref because yeah. obviously the rule. He, he did the, lose it a little bit, didn't he? The ref. He did. And I reckon the whole Steve Smith went up. And obviously, we make quite a bit of noise. You see, that's all 50 50. The crowd suddenly that makes it 60 40. Actually, yeah, probably worse than that angle. I get that penalty. And then AOC Dunsport oh. lost their heads. The fact that they ended with 10 men was surprising because I thought one of them had to clock the line at one yeah. point. And that's home. a long old trip home as well. It is, yeah. Bless them. They wouldn't even make it. They're like a fuel. They're stuck in ashes right now. Right I mean, I'm just trying to think there. about the other goals. Um, yeah, see, well, the first one was a popey penalty. He just, he just showed his strike in house. He had to wait a while. Fair play. He had to wait a while. They're always difficult, but showed his house. So the keeper right, rolled it in. What was the second one? Oh, the second one was great work from Kenny because obviously him being, not being a goalkeeper just robbed him. Robbed him. Yeah. Said popey. Nice, easy two. And the third one's actually a lovely counter-attack. Yeah. Bates, yeah, young Jack Bates. Is it Jack Bates? Yeah. Jack. Yeah. That was was yeah. that his first game? He, no, he, he, I, I'm pretty sure before? I've seen him. 
I'll, I've definitely seen him play for the youth sides a few times. I'm pretty sure I've seen the senior time as well. They're, they're mixing because they go to quite a youth games where occasionally do mix in. But I'm pretty sure I've seen the senior team before. But at least in pre-season friendly, he looked good. There was great yeah, clear that great bit of pace, and and unselfishly gave it to Hasler, who we love Has. He's kind of always yeah. one of our fan favourite, joint top goal scorer, and lovely finish to make it free. Yeah, no. beautiful stuff. Nice, comfy victory. No obvious injuries. Obviously leading into what should have been uh, the Ashford game, which obviously hasn't happened. We'll talk about that in a second. But, you know, yeah. uh, you can't argue with that. Right, so we got the Sunday game. Now, I know you probably didn't go to the Ashford game. No, mainly no, I didn't really go, so unfortunately. So I think a bit of a trip. And I was expecting we we another game Tuesday and a big game, big trip this weekend. I was thinking, oh, I won't have much time to myself this week. I'll just take Sunday to myself. No, I'll tell you what, I ended up playing cricket at the end. I actually ended up playing cricket, so even I wanted to... Uh, no, that's why I didn't go. Yeah, I ended up playing cricket at the end. Do you remember now? Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Has the drunken haze gone now? <laughs> yeah, the drunken haze has gone. Well, I did drink a lot of beer while playing that game. A great sport. You can drink beer while playing. Fantastic. I know, it's awesome. It's awesome. Let's go back to the women's game in a second. So your cricket, what, 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 how many did you take and how many runs did you score? I batted five. I got a glorious, a glorious one of four. <laughs> and now I bowl one over for 12. 12? Oh. Yeah. Flat deck. Where's flat that economy? Deck, Where's that but economy? In the flat rate? deck. I was just playing the, playing the fielders. And by that point, I was many beers in. When I came out to bowl one over, I was yeah, many so beers in. No, no one's bending down to get the ball there. Or, <laughs> I was trying to have a few drinking to be fair. I was like, ah, I'll have a few. Yeah. No one else was joining me. More for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we're going back to the actual women's game. Uh, it was from from what I've heard, and I've just got the bits from uh, Ryan about the for the podcast, the uh, women's game, that his uh, pre and post match with Billy, and it looked like we were carrying quite a few in, well, quite a lot of injuries. I don't think we had a fit goalkeeper. Yeah, that's what I heard. Uh, yeah, if we were pretty much a B string team, made illness and injury. Hang on a plastic pitch. What I have seen though is Rebecca Bell's goal. Oh, oh, suits goal. you, sir. Suits you. What a little crack that was. It was a great goal. Let yeah, it go on to her left, volleyed into the uh, lovely. Should it, yeah, it would be worth going just to see that goal to be fair. Lovely goal. Yeah, nice goal. Nice goal. Well, so a tough draw. So we managed to get to Ashford, even though we were, we were a second string team. But as we go on to tonight's game, Ashford didn't manage to get to us. Because they decided they're going to call their game off two days before the, the actual day, sort of thing. It's called off on Sunday. Mm. We didn't have a fuel crisis, like uh, it was probably a little bit today. Again, I don't drive, so I don't really know, to be honest. But, um, yeah, I don't know it's ridiculous, it ridiculous early decision, but it's typical. They're running scared. They probably got a couple of knocks. We, we won six and a bounce. They don't want to play us right now. They're terrified. Simple as we they knew we were going to dick them. We would have smashed four or five past them easy. But hey ho, I say look at the positives. All right, think it's place tonight. However, that means like people like Dorsey just back from an injury, have a night off. He can rest with Chippen. Massive game on the weekend. Wardle, he's due back quite soon. Again, he can maybe maybe he can do a bit of match fitness, but he can back up the training. Maybe he might feature. Yeah, he looked like yeah. he was in good spirits. We saw him in the club shop, uh, the um, the clubhouse, didn't we? And uh... yeah, I, I think I've pretty much seen him every game since he's been injured, bar when he was a holiday, which is great to see him just like that. Also, Lamray in the stands as well. It's great to see yeah. when players aren't playing; they're around the team, come to them play around the squad. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, that, that was always good to see. So, so yeah, Martin, he went off early. Obviously, he's 36, so he may need a few. Elphick, another older one. Obviously, um, may need another day off. Well, I mean, that's another thing that uh, I think that maybe that another thing that Aggie's really brought into this this club, the, the, the feeling of family. Because, like, when I was chatting with Jake Elliott a couple of weeks ago, I think it was about a couple of weeks ago now, even he said, you know, when I've got some time, I'm going to come down. You know, I'm going to come down. I want to get, you know, that he's still close with a lot of the players here. And, you know, it's just that that environment, obviously. But he is aware that we get there on the cup. He is getting so booed. And <laughs> I mean, the second, woo, wack, wack, say, had a big yeah. club. He is getting a torch I, tormented. I can't torment. I'd say, you can't. I, yeah, a bit of light nipple tweaking, maybe, but not, uh, not. Oh, no, we'll clap on the pitch. Like, oh, great to see you back. Yeah, he, yeah. he's doing really good for himself. Yeah. The second he touches it, boo. We've got we haven't got an Ashford game, so and I don't know when that's going to be rescheduled for. Sadly oh, yeah. enough, we were also doing as as you're aware, Robbie, because you're on the committee, we had this big old thing set up for Henry, the young lad that had won our junior flag competition for the supporters club. He was going to come on with either a player or, or Aggie out into centre centre field. Uh, and get a presentation, and unfortunately, all of that's gone uh, tits up because uh, Ashford can't fill their t- team coach up. So that'll have to be for another time. But um, it's also his birthday, so I want to give a shout out to Henry, who's eleven today. So that'll Happy be birthday, Henry. That's Tuesday. He was um, he was uh, eleven. So anyway, moving on, Chippenham. Uh, what's your thoughts? How do you think we're to get on? Uh, easy win, five nil, easy. Um, <laughs> we're going all the way. I said to um Hugh, I plan my FA Cup final day already. We're going yeah. all the way. Um, that's a fact. Cast iron guarantee. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm confident. It should, it should be a good trip either way. I'll say I'm tra- I'm travelling up with George and his other half on the Saturday morning. And we're staying Saturday night and going back to Sunday. So um, it should be good fun. Maybe a tricky game that. From what I've seen from the National League South, they're just outside the playoffs at the moment. But they are one of the smaller teams in the National League South, and they did struggle against Paul in the previous round. So mm. They were very unlucky not taking extra time. I reckon if we play how we can play, we'll give them difficulties. And I think if we even get a draw and we, we bring them back to the pilot field, we will beat them on the replay. But I'm confident enough we can get the job done away from home. We'll bring a fair few as a coach going up. I think we'll make some noise, have a bit of fun. Enjoy an FA Cup day, yeah. Third qualifying round, only a couple of ways in the round, first round proper. You never know. You never know. But that's what? looking ahead. People, that... the real, the real players be, be keeping their heads on. I plan my trip to Wembley already. <laughs> well, I, I am in negotiations about going uh, myself. Uh, I and if I do go, I will be the PA for Kev. Because really? he hasn't got his PA, yeah. So um, ah. he's put that offer in for me, and you know, you know, me and Kev, we're like, we're like, we're like, oh, bosom, you're, you're, you're thick as CG too. Me, me and him, me and him, uh, bosom buddies. And uh, <laughs> I'll see the news. Wheelchair team, Rotherham <laughs> and Coach. Oh, they're getting on. <laughs> oh no, love him. So I, I we all yeah. do love Kev, yeah. Yeah, we love Kev, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I um maybe 70% I need to obviously make serious negotiations oh maybe quickly mention the draw for the next round of trophy is Ashford if they tip yeah. off turning up and the women's yes. also got Ashford in their competition so 
What is all this about? What is it all getting... As long as it's not Ashford, Middlesex, I can't yeah. be doing that. I used again. to think, oh, it can't be a worse town than Ashford, uh, Ashford, Ashford Town. Ashford, Middlesex came on. Oh, my beer. <laughs> all right. So it could be worse. It could be Ashford, Middlesex. But we are going to see a lot of Ashford Town. And our recent history against record against them is not great for the men's team. Yeah. But now well, it's given an extra little firing up point. It's how uh, they bottled coming down here. So, uh, Oh, yeah. <laughs> we should get some cherry cans from the right hand each player, jerry can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we got them the ninth, haven't we? Uh, yeah. The, the FA Trophy game. Yeah. The ninth. Yeah. We'll be sick of the sight of each other, wouldn't we? Uh, us well, us three, we can't we? get the Hastings family. We never get sick of the sight of each other. That's the oh, beauty of this club. Yeah. No, we'll never get sick of the sight of you, Robbie. But, you know. <laughs> Sound of me, yes. Yeah. But... <laughs> Well, listen, Robbie, uh, thank you very much for coming on and holding the fort in the round table, seeing as everyone I'm, else. I'm basically a co-host by now. Basically exactly. Exactly. They, they faltered, you know, this fuel crisis knocked them out, but it didn't knock out the Robster. So yeah. um, uh, absolute pleasure, sir. And uh, I shall see you next week. Indeed, I, I, should see, I should see you on Saturday, hopefully. Hopefully. I'll see you Saturday. I'll see you next week on the round table to discuss our fantastic 10 0 win. 10 0? No, it was 5 0 a minute ago. Okay. 12 0. So, all right. We'll set up. All right, I'll meet in the middle. We'll be 7 0. <laughs> all right, Rob. So take care, mate. Yeah? All right. See you, man. Bye. Bye. That's it for another week, Hastings fans. Remember, if you want to give any feedback or want to come on the weekly roundtable, please, please, please uh, drop me an email on hufcpod at gmail.com or on Twitter, which is at hufcpodcast. All fans are welcome. I openly encourage debate and discussion, but it's also a bit of fun too. we also got a YouTube channel, which is packed full to the brim with interviews and old episodes. The Gary Elphick episode will be coming up in the next couple of days on video, and I hope you enjoy it. If you can, like, comment, subscribe. All that's left for me to say is, I've been your host, Chris Laverick. Hope you have a good week, and see you at the game.